Hey now, hey now, hey now, welcome in, welcome in y'all, and guess what time it is, that's right, it is porch time, and I am Miss McKinney, guess what day it is, you already know, it's Mom Monday, and today we have one of our fantastic moms, porch moms, Miss Christine, joining us, please stay tuned, and listen to her transparent share about raising her babies. Hey now, hey now, hey now. Welcome in. Can you hear me okay? Yes, I can hear you. Can you hear me? I can. How are you today? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. And oh my gosh, can I get just two of those meatballs? Those look so (laughs) good. Uh, I think you may be a little bit late now. I think uh, Honey is in there making his lunch for tomorrow. There's maybe <laughs> about six left, I think. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Yeah. They look absolutely delicious. So thank you very much for joining us. Welcome. Thank you very much for joining us on the porch um, today. So what is your resume? That means... How many children do you have, boys, girls, ages, if you'd like to share? I have two children. I have a son and a daughter. Um, my son is 20 and my daughter is 19. Awesome sauce. Awesome sauce. And was that planned? Were those pregnancies planned? My son was actually planned. And, um, yeah, he he was planned and... I was excited um, about it and everything whenever I found out that I was pregnant and stuff in the midst of the situation that I was in. Mm -hmm. um, I was still um, excited about it. Now, his dad wasn't like fully in the picture, um, not even at that time, but we had um, talked about and planned. You know, I was young and stuff then and just really, really wasn't thinking just, you know, how it is when you're young and at that time, I was with my sisters. Uh, my mom had has fourteen children, so I'm the fourteenth one. And there's ten. Wow! Of us yes, <laughs> you're the baby ready. of fourteen. I am. I am. Wow. Um, it was actually seventeen, but three passed away at birth. I know. I don't know if they all were girls, all three girls, or all three boys, but I know there was two girls. And I remember that. Um, one of the girls' names was uh, Karen, but I, that's all I know. But I was still the fourth, the last child, uh, even so. But and then my sisters, you know, they we were kind of like we're all close, kind of stair step almost, and kind of like the peer pressure thing and everything. But yeah, it happened. But I was I was still excited for him to have him and everything, my son. So did you mean the peer pressure to have sex or the peer pressure to have a baby? Yes, to have sex. Okay. And yeah, to have sex. And then um, it just, you know, after that, they all had children young and stuff. And, um, and I did too. I wasn't that young. When I had my son, I was 22. I was about to say the age is not that I was 23 when I had mine. It's not, um, I think, do you think that having your son at that age was good for you? Uh, not really. No, 
I was going to be honest. No, not really. But even before him, I, I had two prior pregnancies. Okay. Um, and they were at a lot younger age, um, though, too. That was tough. Um, I will share that um, if you want to hear it. But um, whatever you want to share with us. And then I'm a sharer, too. So <laughs> get prepared okay. for me to respond with my story, too. <laughs> Go right ahead, ma'am. Thank you. Okay. You're welcome. I'll back back just a little bit. I actually, when I was in high school, and the reason why I was saying like the peer pressure and stuff of having sex with, you know, at a young age, and my sisters was close by and and everything, I actually got pregnant um, when I was in high school, okay. and I believe I was a sophomore. And I see now my daughter followed right in my footsteps, and I think about it a lot. But uh, with that pregnancy, it was very tough because. It was not planned. It was unexpected, but I was, you know, having unprotected sex and I was not on birth control pills or anything. Um, And so I'll never forget uh, that I had that uh, miscarriage and it was just, it was, it was awful. It was, it was awful. And it came to the point to where I had 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 to have a graveside funeral. Um, Yes. And I was in high school and like, they let the the high, they basically shut the high school down for that day for me because um I oh had so gosh. many friends. I was yeah, I was active and in sports. Um I ran track, played basketball, I was a cheerleader, I was in drill team, so I was very athletic, pretty popular. So pretty much the whole school was there to support me and it was still tough. Um yeah, it was very tough. And I don't even think that I've shared that information with with my children like till this day because mm-hmm. it's so emotional just to even talk about it how far along were you uh I believe I was five months five months yeah I was five months and um I was asleep actually when it happened um but I noticed that whenever I had rolled over during the night and um, I was at my mom's and I was asleep on the couch and I thought I had wet the couch, not knowing that my water had broke. And mm. um, I woke her. My sister was in there with me on the other couch. She went and woke my mom up and my mom come in there and um, she told me to go in the restroom and, you know, get out of those wet clothes. And whenever I did, everything that was supposed to come after you have the baby, it came before um, while I was in the bathroom. And um, so she rushed me to the hospital and everything and. Uh, the baby, he was a little boy. He was small enough. She said that you can hold in your hand. I didn't want to see him instead of knowing that I wasn't going to be able to bring him home with me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't see him. But they said that he lived under the lamp, under the warmer in the hospital for about 15 minutes okay. um, before he passed. And that was tough, too, because I still had to name him um, mm-hmm. and everything and still had to have the the uh, funeral for him. And it was just it was tough. It was tough. I um, bet. And definitely, as you said, when you were a sophomore? I was, yes. Okay. I bet. Yeah. I bet. I'm so very sorry, but I'm honored um, that you're sharing this with me, um, with the porch today. I so appreciate it. Um, I just want to say um, that maybe this is time to talk about it. Maybe it's time <clears throat> to heal because I do believe that your story helps somebody else along the way. So again, um, thank you very much. And so you said there were there were two. This was the first one. Yes, the second one. Um, 
I really, I really don't feel comfortable talking about it right now. So I think I'm going to wait on that for another time. I know that I need to, to heal from it because Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not just because of the simple fact that I didn't know then what I know now. And now that I do know, um, I, I still think about it a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was a choice that I wish I had never made. So that's why it's it's so hard to go revisit mm-hmm. it because I, I I just I don't want to relive it and I feel like if I go revisit it then I'll be reliving it but um I know that I'll have to you know come forth with it one day and I have not even shared it with my children either mm-hmm. and I don't even make my husband know either but it's just <laughs> something that I just don't like talking about yeah but um, yeah. I too um had a miscarriage. I think I was about um 20. Um I think I knew I was pregnant right off the bat, you know, um pretty close mm-hmm. to, you know, before the 6 week mark or whatnot. But I don't mm-hmm. think I was very far along. They really didn't tell me um how long how far along I was. Um I had not received any, you know, prenatal care, <laughs> anything like that. I don't know if it was denial or but I did know, um, being honest, you know, and I know a lot of us where it would be easy for me to say that I didn't know, but I did know that I was pregnant. I think, um, or not, I think, but I know, but then I started experiencing pain and some bleeding and, um, went to the ER and that's what they told me I was doing. And I was, um, far enough along to have to have a DNC. Like it wasn't one that was going to pass naturally. So that enough was traumatic. It wasn't anything I could hide. I had to call me mommy you know hey I know you know yeah. didn't know that I was pregnant but I'm here and I'm gonna have to have <laughs> surgery you know <laughs> and I'm calling her telling her this so I'm revisiting that for the first time in a long time so you know thank you for that healing but yeah I understand so your daughter was she planned no she was not planned and um she was actually a surprise mm-hmm. that I wasn't ready to unwrap. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yes, I, I was not ready um, to have her. My, my two, they're 16 months apart, but um, the way that I found out that I was pregnant with her is I had missed uh, my, my cycle. Um, So that's how I knew that I was and after that is whenever I started having like the morning sickness and everything that actually let me know that I, I was pregnant. And, um, it was very, it was very difficult, uh, with her even to carry her, uh, because I, I was not ready. Um, but there was choices that I could have made, but I chose not to, you know, not to do that. But, um, it was it was hard. I did try some things, but I, I'm thankful for my daughter and I love my daughter and I thank God to this day that the things that I tried did not work. <laughs> I did. I tried to miscarry her just for the simple fact that she was not planned and I was I was not ready. Yeah. 
And um, I was young, too, at the time, like in my early 20s. And I was just, you know, having fun and I was partying and I was I was okay with one because it was easier to find a babysitter with one. It was easier to do things with one. But when I found that that I was having two, it kind of just like kind of broke me in a sense. Mm but I knew that I had responsibilities and I knew that I had to do what I had to do. Right. I was, I was a single parent um, with my first son and even with my second, with my daughter, but I just knew that I had to come on with it. And I knew that I, I was always working. I always had had a job, but um, I knew that I had to raise them and I couldn't depend on nobody else to do it. So I had to, go ahead and mature and grow up quickly even though I was in my early 20s mm-hmm. you're not mature most are not mature at that age because you 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 just want to have fun mm-hmm. you just want to enjoy life mm-hmm. you just want to go mm-hmm. um, but for me I had to change that that had to change so um, yeah it was it was a struggle mm-hmm. but um, yeah I'm thankful for her but no she she was definitely not playing. She was a surprise. <laughs> so how did you prepare? You told, um, you didn't tell us how you prepared for either your son or um, your daughter. What were some of the things you started to do in preparation for your daughter? It sounds like you you told yourself, all right, queen, it's time to get it together. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, with my son, um, whenever I found out, I just, um, I stopped doing things you know that I I was you know drinking a little bit at the time and stuff I just I quit doing all that stuff that would uh, even put my pregnancy in in jeopardy or in harm's way or you know or anything like that Um, I started eating better because it was my first pregnancy birth pregnancy that and I just I wanted a healthy baby Um, I was following the orders of the doctor as far as you know taking my uh, my vitamins and um, you know, my iron pill eating the way that I was supposed to make sure I was having plenty of fluids and, you know, drinking lots of water and, and stuff like that. Um, and he, you know, by him being my first, he was like so welcoming, like um, my family, so they supported me, um, which was a big help to me. Um, and especially my mom, she, she did so much, um, for me, she was there like every step of the way. Um, and even whenever I had got my own place, she allowed me to stay with her just, you know, to, to help me with him because I didn't, I didn't know anything, you know, you have to get up and get up and down at night Mm -hmm. and make sure the bottles, you know, at the time was warm. And, you know, I didn't know any of that, but my mom was a strong woman and she really helped me a lot. I, I sought the opinion from some of my sisters, but, um, that was just about it. Most of it was just on me. And I, I went ahead and moved back into my place, you know, away from my mom, because I just, I wanted, I wanted to do it because it was planned and I was excited and I was just ready to be that mother um, and just to nourish my child. So greatness, yeah, greatness, greatness. Um, so birth stories, um, the day you gave, um, birth to either one of them, any exciting or humorous or transparent shares there you want to give us? (laughs) (laughs) Um, with my son, I, I cried, um, whenever, you know, I had him and I actually seen him and that's when reality said it was like, (laughs) it's real. (laughs) 
And just to hear him cry, mm. um, it was just tears of joy uh, and everything. And I just, I don't know, I wanted him. And you know how they have to take him away <clears throat> to clean him up mm-hmm. and stuff. And, you know, I, I, I wanted him beside me. I just wanted him right there because it was like, this is a part of me. This is my child. And I was like, I was just, you know, excited um, and everything. I did everything that I could to make sure that everything was perfect. Um, just everything. When they, they taught me how they showed me how to swaddle him and everything. So I tried <laughs> to make sure I did it exactly how they did it. Right. Like everything. So, um, yeah. But with my <clears throat> daughter, I was actually like watching, and I'll never forget this. Um, I had her in Paris, Texas. And um, whenever the doctor came in, I was watching... Um, this was a while ago, <laughs> birthing on the TV. Oh. Um, yeah, I was, I was just watching it. And uh, the nurses would come in and, you know, check me and stuff and see how I was. I had both of them natural. Say, I didn't have no epidural. I didn't have anything with her. I was just like, come on. Oh. Let's get it and um, so the doctor come in and he was like, this is the first. I've never seen anybody in labor getting ready to have a baby watching mothers on TV (laughs) (laughs) and stuff and I'll never forget one of my sisters was there with me and um, I wanted her to stay in the room with me um, because she's never she has children of her own but she's never seen one being birthed you know coming out so um, she was in there and the moment she saw the the head my daughter's the crown of her head coming she ran out the room. <laughs> <laughs> she ran out of the room, and I was like, "Where is she going?" <laughs> and stuff. But I was in so much pain, and I was hurting, and I didn't want them to give me anything because I wanted her to come on and want nothing slowing down or anything. I just wanted it to be over. But um, I didn't had no, I didn't have any like any more excitements, you know, when she was in the womb or anything, just other than her moving a lot and me that was like when I first had my son and I you know feeling him moving and seeing the little elbow stick out or the knee or the foot or whatever that was so excited mm-hmm. to me just it was so excited mm-hmm. um and, and and also with my daughter you know just to be able to feel them moving around and trying to guess what part of the body this is that they're you know trying to get my attention with or trying to reposition themselves with but um no, other than that, that was the only excitement that I had in the emergency room. And I asked her later uh, when she came back in, why did she run? And she said, if you saw what I see, <laughs> you would have ran too. She said, no, I thought I was ready, but I wasn't. So that was like the funniest thing. That is awesome. I'm glad you had um, that support. And kudos to you for being so strong. Um, I might have guessed you've been one of those who didn't have pain medication. Um, I watch your, ver- your workout um videos and so I, sh- I should have already known that you would have been one that didn't need the meds <laughs> <laughs> well I didn't I didn't know and then you know my mom she she had midwives and um she birthed a lot of us like at home well a lot of my siblings I was actually born at the hospital but yeah a lot of births was at home with nothing wow. with nothing so I think that's where a lot of my strength come from you know, I think that because I sometimes I do revisit the idea of having another baby. Um, I think 
I say this and I revisit it. Um, I'd say pretty often, but you know, I visit it for maybe like a couple of minutes and then <laughs> come back to my own rea reality. <laughs> but it seems like that giving birth in water, because I love the rain and I love water sounds, they soothe me so much. Um, most people have a prayer closet, mine is a prayer shower. So <laughs> um, I think that yeah. a water birth would be, you know, really neat, but maybe I'm like your sister, I need to watch it before I decide <laughs> that's something that I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. So yes. what comes natural <laughs> to you being a mother? Um, you know, I, I really believe that uh, God has placed, placed that, that point or that place of being natural as mothers in every woman. Um, what came natural to me is just like taking care of them. And, you know, even with my daughter, um, like doing her hair, just a little mm -hmm. thing. Um, I never had anybody else to do anything basically for my kids. It just like, it came natural to me um, just to take care of them and to nurture them and just to provide for them. Um, that's, I, that's about it. Um, so you were pretty much a natural nurturer. Yeah. So let me put you on a pedestal Please, and I, say, no, ma'am, every woman does not have that. <laughs> yeah. I just think some might, like I said, my mom, you know, she was there for me in the beginning, but I, I had to mature like mm -hmm. quickly though. Cause I was, you know, by myself on my own. And I really didn't depend right. on anybody. Um, to help me uh, because I, I knew that this was my responsibility and I just knew that I had to do it. Like I would see, I would watch TV and stuff sometimes, but if I had a question or something, I would reach out, you know, I would ask my mom or, you know, friends that had young friends, you know, that, that had children also, or, you know, older friends, I would, you know, get their advice on some things, but for the majority it was it was me it was me yeah and, you know because I, I had to and the reason why I say that is because I just had an episode um probably about two weeks ago <clears throat> with a foster mom um so I know there are some situations where you know you could fall upon some hard times or whatnot and you may not have your child anymore but there's also individuals who um when they get pregnant they they already know you know that they don't want to be a mother and that's not something they want to do. So they do, you know, put them up for adoption and things like that. So I, I don't want right. you to discount that natural nurturing because it sounds like you are a beast at it, the bomb. And um, everybody I doesn't have all that. <laughs> <laughs> and, would, Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you're go fine. Go ahead. Okay. I would, you know, I, it, I wouldn't say that, you know, I, I didn't need assistance or I didn't need help, um, but I did not need it uh, like I thought I would. Mm -hmm. There was times whenever, you know, fear would set in and stuff or how I would come down sometime and feel like, I cannot believe I have two children. I'm doing this on mm -hmm. my own. I had a little bit of postpartum um, with my son, but I did not with my daughter. Like I kind of broke down with him. He was maybe two months old and I was, I was by myself. I was in a relationship, but I was home alone at that time. And I don't know how others have, have um, went through mm -hmm. it, but for me, it didn't last long, 
but it seemed like it did. Mm-hmm. And I, I just cried because I just like reality set in for a moment. And it was like, I cannot believe I have a baby. I cannot believe like my whole life is changing. Like, I'm not going to be able to do this. I'm not going to be able to do that. You know, so it it did. It, it I went through a little bit, but um, after that, I was fine. And like, I didn't go through any with my daughter. If I did, I don't remember, but I know I would have remembered. But, um, and I guess it was because I went through it. My son, I knew what to expect and how I was going to feel and stuff. So, yeah, a lot of things did come natural, natural to me. Okay. And for me, um, I didn't have postpartum after I had him so much as I did after he left the home because (laughs) having a baby to me gave me purpose. So when he became an adult and no longer really needed me, I lost my purpose. So I I experienced postpartum. I might still be going through a touch of it right now. Oh, I'm sorry. Right, right. And so what are some of your, what have been some of your challenges? I know it's probably been financial, like most of us single moms, Um, time, being able to, you know, contribute to yourself, Um, maybe some of the challenges, but what has been hard for you? Not hard, but what has been challenging? You've had to probably uh, seek Jesus a little bit more on that, (laughs) on that part than the other. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh we yes yes um the most challenging part for me is um or I'll I'm not going to say well I'll say is because you know I'm still a parent so there's still you're always going to have those challenges even though your kids are grown yes. um but for me was um when they got older um uh, they was they was you know everything was good going through um elementary and you know, coming up to junior high and stuff, but just with them growing up and just getting attached and getting in, involved in different things, that that's where my challenges came. They were so respectful, good mm-hmm. kids and everything, but you know, whenever you're getting around peer pressure mm-hmm. and, you know, you seeing your friends and stuff doing this and getting away with that and you think it's cool and you want to do it. That's where my challenges came in mm-hmm. um, and at with, uh, with who, who they was linked up with. And then I started seeing, I guess, in, it didn't really happen until I got in high school, like um, some of the disrespect and, 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 and everything like that. Now challenges financially, it was, it was kind of, it was kind of tough, but I made it. Um, I just, I knew what I had to do and I, and I did it. I did seek out for some government assistance, um, because I needed that, um, at that time. So that helped out a lot, um, being a single parent, um, and everything, not receiving much support from the fathers, just a little bit of, you know, child support Mm -hmm. here and there, um, and everything. So that, it made it kind of tough, um, but working for the school system like I do and, you know, my, my children coming up in that system, in the school that I work, it really made it challenging um, with their behaviors and stuff sometimes. Um, and then, you know, like the teachers having to reach out to me because of my child. But whenever they got home, when we got home, I would I would let into them and let them know, you know, that is that is disrespectful. And how do you think I feel working for the school district? And y'all right. are, I'm saying y'all, both of them. yes, 
y'all are getting in trouble and they're having to email me or, you know, call me out of my class and stuff because y'all should be more um, respectful enough. You know, I've, I've taught y'all better than this. So that's what makes it challenging as being a single parent and not having that other parent or their dad in their life to have that, you know, that father figure or that, that strong role or that firmness um, and stuff. So it was, it was tough. Um trying to raise them with as they got older and wanted to start experiencing you know new things um it came with some embarrassment and it came with you know some shame but not much because the teachers respect me they know who I am they know what I stand for so they respect me and even whenever I got moved to another campus and my, my son was out of school, but my daughter was still in school, they would even email me or text me when they would see something that they knew that was not right, you know, that that was taking place. And I mean, and I thank them for that because they didn't have to right. do that, but but they knew yes. who I was and they knew how I raised my, my children and what I had, you know, instilled into them um, and everything. But having to go over there and talk to the counselors and 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 everything like that it was it was it was challenging because that's not how I raised them um you know so it was tough and then you know my daughter she kind of followed in my footsteps not even knowing that I had got pregnant um as a sophomore in high school um and everything and she followed those same footsteps and she did and I was mad at her I was like I was angry I was more angry with her because of the simple fact that she kept telling me that she was not doing anything and that she didn't need it to be, she didn't want to be on birth control pills. She didn't need to be on birth control pills. Mm -hmm. She was in sports and everything, but I saw her changing, like dropping out of sports. And, you know, I never dropped out of anything. I never taught them to be a quitter. You know, once you start something, you stay in there and you do it and you finish it. I don't care if you like it or not. When that season is over, you're done. You don't have to do it again. You don't have to do it the next year if you didn't like it this year, but don't drop out of anything. So with her, it was like a struggle um, going back and forth. Um, And, you know, and then the enemy playing with my mind and stuff like, you know, you did this when you was in school and you're not even telling her and, you know, just little stuff Mm -hmm. like that. So I, I wrestled with that. Like, I really wrestled with that for a while. And me still not, you know, wanting to share that with her because what I know with her, she would be like, well, mom, you did it too. See, you can't, you know, you done it. So that's why I just don't share some things for the retaliation. But um, whenever the time is right, I will, um, I will share those things. And I don't know if, if it would have helped her or not, because you just, you just never know. Cause sometimes you have children that grow up and they want to be just like their parents. They want to be just like their mom and stuff. And she, she's like that now. Um, Even now, even though she's grown, um, she still, you know, have those ways about her um, and everything. But when I found out she was pregnant, um, she was sleeping a lot. Um, She started sleeping all the time and just kind of, um, being unengaged and stuff and so I had asked her you know have she been having sex and stuff when she's pregnant of course she denied it and everything (laughs) she wouldn't go get a pregnancy test yeah she wouldn't get a pregnancy test not with me her friends knew more about stuff that was going on than I did 
And one day I heard her and her friends out there talking. And one of the friends was saying how, oh, you'll be a good mom and stuff. And I'll be the godparent and everything. And so I got mad and I made her friends leave and I made her come in the house. And I was like, uh, so what were y'all out there talking about? So, of course, she denied everything. But the way that I found out that she was um, pregnant, I, I was on my way to work one morning. And she left before I did. And when I got to my car, there was a note on my window on the driver's side. And it said, Mom, I'm so sorry. I just didn't know how to come to you and, t- and tell you this, but I am mm-hmm. pregnant. So that's how I found out. And I mean, like, that whole day, I just, I was like in a zone. Yeah. I just, I could not think. I just, could, I didn't know how to feel. I suspected it. But for the fact, you know, that she was hiding it from me and her friends knew before I did. And then she left a note on the car um to let me know yeah it was it was it was pretty bad um at the beginning but we we made, made it through, through. um <laughs> I can hear it in your we voice and I would be the same way or I am the same way with my son like I provided you with so many avenues to be open with me yes I yes. may fuss but ultimately I'm always gonna have your back and I don't want to hear you know from the streets what's going on inside my house I don't deserve that you know tell me up front so I I can understand where you're coming from there (laughs) yes yes yeah so um yeah so she she ended up having uh, the baby and everything and he's just like the love of my life (laughs) of course he's my joy I actually have three grandbabies um she had her two close like I did her and her brother. And she has a boy and a girl also. And her son is the oldest. And they are 17 okay. months apart. And um, yes. And my son has a, a little boy and he's two years old. And my daughter's son is two years old. They're two <laughs> months apart. And uh, yes. And then my grandbaby, the little girl by my daughter, she's a year old. Um, and they I was all about to ask Gigi. what they call you, Gigi. Um, yeah, they all call me Gigi, and they're very active. Right, I bet. <laughs> and <it's> fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they're and they're so fun. Um, now, my daughter and her two—they actually live with me and my husband, um, so I see them all, okay. all the time, and they're very um, attached. I think they think that I'm their mom instead of <laughs> my daughter, and she doesn't right. like it. But uh, <laughs> but it's just something about those grandbabies. It's just a different love that you have for your grandbabies than you do for your own children. It's it's different. I um, have heard that. I've heard that. that. Any more challenges? Yes, and that, that's true. Um, not that what you said mm, hadn't been enough. I, I, <laughs> I completely understand. I just don't want to um, yeah. move on before I hear everything. That's all. Yes, no, there's, yeah, there's actually (laughs) more. (laughs) Now, with my son um, and going through school and everything, he he was one of my greatest challenges. Um, And I just could not understand why, because he's he's very smart, very smart. uh, But he just made, like, wrong choices and wrong decisions. And we all know that the wrong decisions Mm -hmm. have consequences. So um, he was in and out of trouble and like his senior year he was just a few months away from graduating 
um, he didn't get to graduate. And I was like pretty mm-hmm. upset with him because I had already bought his cap and gown and, you know, everything that he needed to do. Even, you know, when prom had came, I made sure that he had his stuff for prom and went to prom and, you know, and everything. And I, and I tried, I, I did my best with them, like raising them and stuff, but they, they get of a certain age and they want to make their yes. own decisions and they feel like what they're doing right. is right. And, um, you know, whatever they see their friends doing or whatever they think is cool and they'll, they can do it and just get away with it. And that's not the case, but he got into some trouble, um, the first time. And, um, then he got into some trouble the second time. And the third time he, he had to go, you know, face his consequences, um, and everything. So he ended up going to a state jail for, about a year and a half and it was tough for me yes <clears throat> I can imagine and the biggest thing is um, we we try our best with our children but you're right those outside influences that was when things got really ro- uh, really rocky for myself and my son so he was a good kid and um I'm not going to say the kids he was hanging around were bad kids because that's, there's not, you know, you can't really say if somebody else's kid is good or bad, but they weren't making the best of decisions. And I was worried that he would be in a situation where he wouldn't be strong enough to um, make those decisions. And I learned that about him early on. So when he was younger, they were, cause I'm gonna give you a little, a little time to <laughs> regroup. Um, you're welcome when um he was younger they were um there was a group of kids they were all doing door knocking where you knock on somebody's door and then run off when they come and so I didn't want to stop him from hanging around you know anybody because I didn't want anyone to think that you know we thought we were better or different or you know it wasn't anything like that and Mm -hmm. and he was maybe 10 or 11 so this is a good time for him to learn you know about peer pressure and things so I tell him you're going to, you know, I'm taking them over there. You know, they're more than likely going to do some door knocking. You know, you need to be strong enough to say no. And if you call me, you know, I'll take you to get some ice cream. I won't say nothing to their parents. This is why I told him. And um, really yeah. about two hours later, I got the phone call that we needed to come and get our kids because they had been door knocking. And he was right there um, mm. along with them. But when the other ones ran, the story he gave me anyway is that he sat on the porch. And so it wasn't hard for the people's doors that he'd been knocking on, you know, to find them and know that it was them. So I wanted to help him with that um, along the way. But it got very hard because everyone parents different, you know, pa- different child, different parent. And okay. that outside influence can be so strong sometimes that, you know, you lose your voice even when you're screaming. So I completely understand um, where you were at with that one. Um, So he's recovered. Is he doing well now, your son? Yes, he's he's, um, actually doing well. Um, Right now he's working and has a little family of his own. Uh, Yeah, blended family. And um, I had to remind him. I said, I didn't see you for like two years and I am your mom. <laughs> you still can come visit now. So you was gone then because you, you had to be away. But now you're just, what, seven miles down right. the road? <laughs> and I don't even really see you. But um, I talked to him on the phone uh, quite a bit and everything. But um, 
but yes, he's he's doing good. He's doing very well. I'm I'm proud of him from just because of the challenges and stuff yes. that he had to face and um and everything and all the prayers and stuff that I, you know, had to send up to God and, you know, the strength that he gave me just during yes. during that process. Um so I'm I'm just thankful that um he came home healthy and, you know, unharmed. So I'm thankful. And so again, that. kudos to you because now he's doing well. He had a little stump, but you know, we already had that promise that if we train him up the way that they should go. <laughs> and so though he had some variants, I'm absolutely proud that he's back on track. So our last question for the night, because you've been absolutely fabulous, wonderful. Again, thank you so much for your honesty and um, for sharing. I really do appreciate that. What would you like to tell all of the mamas from the porch tonight, those who are going to listen to the episode, maybe what you would have told yourself as a younger mama? Um, I would just tell them um, just to be strong um raise your children the best that you know how don't mm-hmm. be afraid to ask for help or to reach out um mm-hmm. because even now um it's it's more challenging and, and it's more trying to to bring a child into the world right now because we're just in a different time um right now but just mm-hmm. I would encourage them just to um just do just do your best. Don't be afraid to to call uh someone or to to seek advice someone from someone, especially if you're a single parent. You are you're you may be alone there. You may feel like you're alone, but you're you're never alone. There's 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 so many outlets out there um to help. Uh so 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 just reach out and to the ones that are mothers already, be strong and hang in there. And um, you have all my blessings <laughs> because I know that it is tough at times, um, but it's not always going to be tough. Yes. Um, yeah. So just, you know, you're, you're doing great. You're going to continue yes. to do great and just, yes. just keep on going. Raise those babies, raise those children. And I felt that in my spirit and my son is 21. (laughs) You are going to be absolutely fabulous at motivation. Do we want to talk a little bit about maybe those future plans? I know we talked a little bit on the phone about it. Would you like to share um, what, what your future plans are, what Avenue you'd like to go in? Are we saving that for when Jesus tells us it's time to talk about it? Uh, um, Yeah. I mean, we can talk about it now. Um, Okay. Yes. uh, We can talk about it now. I, I've had throughout the years so much encouragement, you know, that came to me, uh, where, you know, people have poured into me and, and everything and have saw something in me and have kind of pushed me, you know, Mm -hmm. to go further. So I just want to give back and, you know, me being a woman of God and, you know, always trying to hear from him and always trying to seek his guidance, you know, for my next step. Um, and everything I do, you know, encourage people. I'm trying to get out of this shell that I'm in <laughs> because mm-hmm. there has been many times where he's uh, given me impressions and uh, like pressed on me to, to share this or to share that, but I just kind of hold back a little bit, but I'm working on that. 
Um, yes. I've kind of stepped out a little bit. Um, and I, I do want to encourage people because I want to see, I want the better for people. Um, because I know what it what it took for me and what it is still taking for me. It is a process. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is a process. Yes. You have some that are natural that, you know, will just jump right out there and do it. But, um, and I'm trying not to allow fear to set in, but I know it plays a factor. Um, but I know <laughs> that, you know, God does not want us to be fearful about anything. It's just, you know, me coming out of my comfort zone, stepping out of this area of, you know, I'm not going to say complacency because I'm, I'm not relaxed in it. <laughs> it's just <laughs> the point of just, you know, having to step out and to do. Um, and I know that there's doors that, you know, God has blessed to come open um, for me. And I want to, you know, just seek his will straight through and, and, and just go through it. And I would like to just encourage anybody that's going to listen to this, whatever your dream is, whatever your goal or your vision is, just do it. Just do it. Yes. Don't hold back. And I'm even talking to myself too. Yes, um, yes. Don't hold back. And me. Don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you don't do it, you'll regret, you'll regret it later. And the way time yes. is going by so fast, you so know, fast. we'll look up this time next year and be like, I haven't done much at all. And I could have done this and I should have done that. Yes. So um, time waits on no one. So no. just, just do it. And that was absolutely fabulous. The reason why I know you're ready is because you just lit up. This whole conversation has been great. Um, But when we started talking about this, um, this is in your spirit. Oh, my gosh, you just lit up. It's going to be greatness. I already know it in my spirit. It's going to be greatness. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you. I sure enjoyed that. Yes, ma'am. I enjoyed it, too. And thank you so much. For joining us again on the porch. Is there anywhere you want to tell someone um, they can find you to follow you? Yes, I am on Facebook um, under Christine Looper. And I'm also on Instagram um, under Christine Looper as well. So if you want to be in, uh, in touch or stay connected, you can reach out to me on either one of those platforms. Yes, ma'am. Absolute greatness. And thank you so much again for sitting with us, sitting with us on the porch. You're welcome. And thank you for having me. Yes, ma'am. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Again, just as we promised, we keep the interest in listening coming. Thank you so much for joining us on the porch. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Be safe, be strong, and be blessed.